adults struggle desperately with fiction, demanding constantly that it conform to the rules of everyday life. Adults foolishly demand to know how Superman can possibly fly, or how Batman can possibly run a multi-billion dollar business empire during the day and fight fight crime at night. When the answer is obvious, even to the smallest child, because it's not real. Hello and welcome to episode 236 of Under the Call of MS. That's a little quote by Grant Morrison. Today is just going to be a special comic episode where I am going to just go over a stack of free comic book day comics that I got this year which you can probably still find a lot of them at your comic book stores. Um, They get large amounts of them, a lot of them. So they'll usually have leftover ones that they'll still have for weeks and years to come, and you can usually get them still for free with purchases for a little while afterwards at most places. And some places will charge you a buck or so for them, but a lot of them are worth it. A lot of fun. So if you didn't get out on last Saturday for free comic book day, then I suggest you go around and see if you can find any. The one I didn't get that I wanted to get was uh, the King Shark one that they had out for the Suicide Squad. Oh, well. I will live without it until I find it, and then I will get it. Because I plan on going to a shop anyways in the next week or two. So, hopefully. I don't know what the medication has to offer. Still not many changes. So, we're going to start out with Free Comic Book Day's Vampirella by Dynamite Comics. Now, this one was a bummer. (laughs) Because it's one that I just recently bought. And I talked about it was... Uh, Seduction of the Innocent, Book One, Yellow Brick, and it goes back to we get to see this young younger child, teenager that has family issues and stuff going on, and she meets this headless character, runs into him, and then we see stuff happening with. Vampirella on a plane, Vampirella with her psychiatrist talking about events on a plane with this character. And we go deeper into the story and we get to learn a little bit about what's going on with her at this time and what's going on with this teenage character. This is a good story and it's a good ongoing story. Uh, I just was hoping for something different that I didn't already read, but too bad. I already read that one. But it was still fun and enjoyable. And this was Volume 5, Vampirella Volume 5, Issue 1, is what that is from. And we got The Mighty Nine. It's critical, critical Role, The Mighty Nine Origins. Uh, this is by Dark Horse Comics. And it also features a little Witcher storyline from the Witcher video game and comics. And they're doing a series or a movie or something. There's a bunch of stuff happening in with this. But with the Mighty Nine origin story, we get to see this young kid, kind of this young, not dolphin, he's almost like a deer character. Type figure with his little sad deer ears. I don't know. Can't remember overall what he was, if it's said or not. But he's sitting with a demon gal, and she tells him a story about some characters, the Mighty Nine, and he gets to hear these stories. And learn about what happened through time with him and his family what's going on and just gets deeper into his storyline 
then we get to see this group of characters and they're a lot they're a very fun group of heroes that we get to see and i don't know nothing about the mighty nine but they look like just a basically a collaboration of characters that just got thrown together and there was no real purpose beyond it other than having a team to defend whoever and it's, yeah you get deeper into the story it's fantasy style story which i'm not big into but this was very fun i would read more of that down the line if i found him in a bargain bin but then we had the witcher story where this character is stealing pigs and this weird hairless type beast looking character and the village folks are trying to kill it because their pigs are going missing. The witcher appears and considers going to slay the beast and he sees what the beast is and doesn't want to slay it and you got to find out why but uh then another character appears too and we get an interesting little story here that's going on this one didn't really pull me in i like the mighty nine story way better but if you're a fan of the witcher this may be an enjoyable story for you I personally am on the side of the pigs <laughs> and all the humans in there kind of were annoying to me and all the characters, but that wasn't my cup of tea, which so many people talk about the Witcher being such a great video game and great, all oh, this great storyline and everything like that. But I played the game. I graphics were enjoyable. But other than that, story didn't pull me in. The gameplay didn't pull me in. Uh, so it's just, I just can't get into a lot of these fantasy things. I keep trying. Found a few I liked, but out of the two, I'd I'd read Mighty Nine some more. But I don't know if I'll read The Witcher or not. We'll see what it has to offer down the road. Then we got from the world of Something is Killing the Children from Boom Studios. We have Entered the House of Slaughter. See if I can remind, remember what this one was about. Yeah, we got some mass characters that we're dealing with in here. And they have a female hunter that works for them. And they send her on different missions to take care of these different characters. And we get to see these demon-like characters. Uh, you get to see some memos about telephone conversations and stuff like that in here. We get to see some different tattoo stuff that's going on to identify certain characters. But we don't get really deep into it and find out a ton of stuff from it but we do know there's this society of interesting people that wear these masks and they basically have minions that do their bidding around the world And there's just, and these are all teasers, all these free comic book things. A couple of them you get are more complete uh, first off storylines and stuff. But yeah, this doesn't get that deep. It's not one that I'm dying to know more about, but I would I'd definitely read more of it down the road. But I gotta see something that's gonna pull me into it more. I checked out Vampire the Masquerade by Vault Comics, Winter's Teeth. I've been wanting to check out Vampire the Masquerade. I got 
bunch of the trading cards and stuff from back in the day. Never played the game myself. I got some of the books for it. But this, I, I wasn't really grabbed by the vampire characters in here. They're more douchey. They're just focused on their, their bloodlust and what they're trying to build from this. The one character, she has her friend that's growing old and dying and she goes and sees her and her friend's got dementia and stuff and you never really they never really connect well and you get to see some thoughts of turning her friend into a vampire and just ending her struggle but yet, then she'll have a new struggle that she'll have to deal with. But basically, you're you're seeing vampires basically being born through other vampires and put into the ranks and just see their different storylines and their struggle for finding blood and what they have to do to survive. Get to see some pretty gnarly characters in here but yeah I just I just didn't care for the whole douchiness of the characters themselves let's see there's a little synopsis on the back of this one when Cicely Bain an enforcer for the Twin Cities Vampire Elite lakes lakes of uh, this Makes a mystery. This is not hard to read when they put stupid symbols behind the lettering and they don't use lettering that goes through the symbols that well. But I think it says makes a mystery, mysterious new vampire or takes a mysterious new vampire under her wing. She dragged into an Insidious conspiracy. Will she be able to escape with her own life and protect her aging Alzheimer's afflicted sister? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was her sister that she was caring for. Or will she be yet another pawn sacrificed to maintain the age-old secret that vampires exist among the living? Meanwhile, on the outskirts of the city, a rebellious a rebellious found family of vampire castouts investigate a vicious killing. So yeah. Basically that doesn't make me want to read it anymore either. So <laughs> Which is sad because I've been getting into a lot of the vampire stuff lately, but that one just didn't really have it for me. It wasn't not one that I'm def definitely not going to jump into anytime soon, but I noticed that a lot with the video game based and the, uh, not video game, the card game and role-playing games that come into books. I had the hardest time getting into the Magic the Gathering books. I got tons of them from the old old days, the early days when they first came out. The Dungeon and Dragons books I couldn't get into. Uh, Vampire to Masquerade. I don't know if Rage did anything. But there's been a variety of them, and none of them sucked me in, which is sad considering they're good games, but the stories just didn't have it for me. And... I just I like it when they do the more par parody style, the comedic forms of the storylines. Those I get into more than I do the actual storylines. Next one we're gonna look at by Marvel Comics. We have Spider Man Venom number one. Uh, I don't know if this was 
a short run, a one shot. Or, I don't know. I doubt if it's a one shot. Got to be an ongoing storyline. But in here, we get to see a character called the Bushwhacker. Kind of interesting. He, his arms can turn into guns. Variety of different guns. Just and he just keeps shooting all these bullets. I don't know where the bullets are coming from. Uh, and Spider Man's like, what the heck's up with that? How many does this guy ever run out of bullets? But Spidey has a new suit that just happens to absorb impact items and can absorb the bullets and he does stuff to this character. I don't want to give it away, but we get to see that the Spider-Man in this book is Ben, uh, who (laughs) I'm terrible in my continuity of what's going on, but I believe Ben is Peter Parker's son. I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive, but it's just... I like this character. I like the Spidey version of him. When we get Venom. And that one didn't have Venom in it. That story was basically... uh, It doesn't give me the heads up on that one. But that was a a Spider-Man story. I'm trying to find where it says where it goes. Oh yeah. It continued in the amazing Spider-Man number 75. So that's, that would be a good jump on point. Probably if you want to get into the amazing Spider-Man, if they're re- introducing Ben around that period, probably start around 73, 74, see what's up. But then we have the amazing Spider-Man test drive. Venom, like father, like son. In this story, you get to see the military uh, organizing in an area. You get to see Venom character dealing with some issues with symbiote. And then we get to see this flashback to 12 hours ago where we see the Venom character with some other symbiote characters that are floating through space with them, looking for host. And it's an interesting look at Venom with what's going on and where he's going to. And I definitely got pulled in by it and was interested in hearing that a little bit more about the Venom character, what they're doing with it right now. And then we got this strange story of a girl with a father figure, and it's just, you get to see a few pages of something going on, and then you get to see, like, the kingpin, and Tons of Marvel characters laying dead behind the kingpin as he's on his knees with his hands all bloodied. Uh, I don't, they don't show exactly where to follow up or what's going on, so I don't know exactly where these are coming out of, which books these last two stories came from. It's like they show a bunch of Stormbreakers covers. I don't know if that's part of it or what happened with it, but they didn't really give that away. They just tell you about the first Amazing Spider-Man story, and then we go into the Venom and this other weirder story with the Kingpin, but we just don't get full-fledged information on what they're from. I'm sure if I read deeper into things, I might find something, but I couldn't find it off that right there. Then we got Earth's Mightiest Heroes, The Avengers, number one, also featuring a story with the Hulk. Starts out with this Avengers story. In this one, 
interesting because we got this like Avengers tower with all these satellite dishes and all this stuff coming off it in a wasteland. And then we have a bunch of different Deathlocks characters. And these Deathlocks characters just are jumping through time, space, uh, netherworld, realms, whatever. Going to going to a bunch of different areas to let the Avengers know things, uh, give them a heads up of what's going on, and see what's happening in those realms. And it just so happens that some worlds that they go to aren't what they're supposed to be. And the some Deathlock characters get destroyed and ambushed. And we get to see a bunch of strange-looking different characters from another realm or world or universe or multiverse or whatever you want to call it. It come with the, I'm guessing, Doom is the leader of that group. But there's a variety of interesting looking characters that I don't know. But if you want to check it out, jump on around Avengers number 50. You can get that in November. And then we go into Hulk Ignition. This story starts with Modoc just doing a bunch of damage and just being his normal stupid self. And the Hulk appears and just happens to be appear on a train and a flying through space and attacks Modoc. Modoc gets into some super suit. And you get to see Modoc and the Hulk flash in here. And then it ends saying next Operation Smash Smash Trinot, which I'm interested in. Uh they're gonna take the Hulk into space and do some go with some new direction with it. I'd like to check that out to see what happens, where it goes. So I might jump on that one around there because I haven't jumped on a Hulk storyline. Heck, I think the last one I read was the Hulk Marines. But I'm going to stop it right here for a second, throw in my ad, and then I'll get right back to you. Okay, let's get back to some comics. We're going to start with Star Wars. These are more free comic book day comics. This is from IDW, Star Wars, The High Republic Adventures. Galaxy celebrates with the dark days of the hyperspace disaster behind them. Chancellor Lena Soth pushes ahead with the latest of her great works. The Republic Fair will be her finest hour, a celebration of peace, unity, and hope on the frontier world of Valo. But an insatiable horror appears on the horizon. One by one, planets fall as the carnivorous Gengar consume all life in their path. As Jedi Master Avar Chris leads the battle against this terror, Nihil forces gather in secret for the next stage of Martian Rose's diabolical plan. Only the noble Jedi Knights stand in Rose way, but even the protectors of light and life are not prepared for the terrible darkness that lies ahead. I know I said a lot of names wrong. And I will when it comes to things like Star Wars, Star Trek, and all that, because they use a lot of weird names. But weird names or not, this was a lot of fun. We got to meet some new characters here, such as Ram, Tip, Lula, 
Telesolo, Zine Marala, Breebach, and V18. They were very fun to watch. A uh, couple of them are Jedis. You can see this one's got like little little animal characters that hang out on his shoulders. <laughs> Almost like they're his little uh, uh, ferret type characters, but they're not ferrets. They're more like kind of like a rabbitish. I don't know. They're hard to explain. But they're interesting. I would like to see more with them, see them do more. But this is just a teaser, of course, and you're dealing with a world that's overrun with like ravisher style characters. That... And we get to see one character that's a Jedi on top of a massive dragon, dealing with these like robotic like, tentacle creatures that are attacking them. And they help him out or her out with that stuff. And it's just a lot of fun. Great introduction into these characters. Uh, it says at the end of it that Ram's story continues in Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number eight. I suggest jumping on from number one. I know I want to get on it, but I will have to see what I can find. See if I can find the early ones and work my way up. But i just been kind of holding off on Star Wars for right now until I get a big grouping of stuff that I can read in order because I hate jumping around on these because they do so many different side stories and stuff. I like to keep stuff in order to kind of keep my mind from wandering too far off. Then in the second story... Also, Star Wars The High Republic Adventures. Oh, this one's Adventures. Yeah, they both were. But in here, you see some, like a collapsing a planet that's about to get destroyed. And characters go in to try and save the planet, see what they can do with it, some Jedi's. And we get to see a younger version of Yoda in here, which is cool. And it's fun just watching these characters fight alongside each other and what they can do to try and save the planet from complete and utter destruction. See if they can help the people on the planet. And, of course, some other characters appear, and we don't really get to find out much of anything that's happening. It's a teaser, so we get to find out what happens next in Star Wars The High Republic Adventures, Volume 1. Um, let's see if you read that story. And that would get you before number 8 anyways, so you might as well just jump on right from the beginning and go from there. And just keep going with the story because it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Our artwork's great. And then we have from Viz Comics, Star Wars, The High Republic, The Edge of Balance. Uh, and there's also a story for here for Star Wars, Guardians of the Wills, the manga. manga. I was happy to see because those are a couple of characters that I really enjoy from the Rebels movie that I wanted to see more of. Some more storylines from, and so we're going to get them at least. So I'm going to have to definitely jump on that. This one's done in black and white. Uh, but that is fine because it's still played out really nice. Uh, we get to see... Basically, a civil um, civilization being attacked, and we get to see some characters that appear, of course, to help them out. We get a Jedi character that's hanging out with a. Uh, I know I'm going to piss people off. Is the Chewbacca's? <laughs> Chewbacca's ancestors or whatever. 
I just can't think of the tribal names right now. My brain is just gone. There's too much trying to remember here with all these different comics and I'm just getting lost. But it was fun to see these characters just start to get together, go to this different Jedi temple area. And we're going to see in the future what happens with this. And you get to read more of that in Star Wars The High Republic, The Edge of Balance. And like I said, there's so many different side stories that it's confusing to which one's where and which one to read. And I'll definitely get into more of these down in the future. But a little synopsis for that one was... In the aftermath of the hyperspace disaster, young Jedi Knight Lily Tora Asi is assigned to help displaced civilians relocate the Banshee, a newly inhabited planet in the Inud system, far in the outer rim, while balancing the arrival of incoming settlers and teaching the Padawans on their temple outpost. Lily must also confront an attack by the insidious insidious Drengar. And after the events of the Republic Fair, deal with the growing threat of the Nihil. But the dangers of Lily and her Padawans are much closer than she thinks. And the other story is the Star Wars Guardians of the Wills. Uh, we get to see, well, presiding over the Kyber Temple on Jeddah, the Guardians of the Wills, Baze Malbus, and Shirut Imwi had hoped to maintain a peaceful balance despite the growing presence of the Empire in their holy city. They struggled to maintain their beliefs as stormtroopers threatened to take over when Saw Gerrera appears, offering them a chance to help Jeddah. How far are Blaze and Shroot willing to compromise for peace, or will Saw's plan be too dangerous to risk? That's so you get to see the Guardians try and help some people that are looking for help. Well, they don't really want to help them, but they end up helping them, but then you see the Sharut sit there and use his, the force is with me and I am one with the force. Force is with me and I am one with the force. He uses his force powers to help out some civilians in this one and they deal with some threats along the way and you get to see how he works out the dealings with the threats and these two characters they just crack me up the way they work together the yin and the yang of it all and just it's fun it's, it's very enjoyable watching those two work so if you want to get into star wars i suggest definitely jumping on the high republic runs these look like a lot of fun uh, and I might actually read those before I even get into the Bounty Hunter runs. So those look like a little more interesting to get you into some new characters and stuff. Then we got Dungeon is back. All new chapters from NBM graphic novels. This one I've never heard of either. Uh, I haven't even heard of those. That company, but in here we see some very strange characters, a duck character, a cat character, a lizard character. This is all fantasy based, of course. Uh, these characters get together in a bar and get to meet the swine character that's trying to get into a club and they help him get into a club by doing some things. Uh, it's funny watching these characters all work together. While at the same time, the lizard character is trying to get engaged. And they keep messing up his plans. And 
during this, the other characters are trying to find this mushroom for a person. And when the one character brings the stinky mushroom back, can't get the smell off his hands, the residue. And it just so happens that anything that that mushroom touches that's in rock form will turn to dust. And apparently the character that wants the mushroom wants it for devious plans. And yeah, check it out, see what's going on with it. But it was very interesting. We could see this different realm and these different characters and society and what they're dealing with and how they're going to survive the issues to come and what they're going to do to try and straighten things out. This was a nice longer story. One of the first ones that was a longer story. And then it as it continues in the graphic novel coming in November. So you'll see more of that up and coming. And then they have a bonus preview of Zombillennium at the end, which is the comic that graphic novel that I talked about. And it was kind of cool because I talked about Zombillennium volumes one and two, which were all in one book. And I was bummed that there wasn't any more. And in here I see there is a volume three and a volume four. So I will be jumping on those. As soon as I can. Because I definitely want to finish off that story. If I can get a finishing to it. Or see if it's going even further. But Then we get into Trace. T-R-E-S-E. Unreported Murders. It's based off. Uh, upcoming Netflix. Anime series I guess. This is by Ablaze Comics. Trace brings to life the stories, folklores from my childhood. These stories both fascinated and scared the hell out of me as a kid, but also sparked my imagination of the place where my ancestors were from. Trace is a rare insight into Filipino folklore, where the juxtaposition of old war superstition and myths and police procedural are balanced craftily amongst the backdrop of modern Manila. Kajo and Bouget have truly created something special with Trace. That quote by J. Olivia, the director and executive producer of the Trace animated series. This one was kind of strange. Uh, you're looking at a folklore that I don't know nothing about. Uh, we get into a world of strange characters that uh, they notice like a person goes missing and we see a piece of chocolate. And we see a little kid's outfit and the person that's passed or missing or dead or murdered. Uh, they're wondering what happened to the kid, where the kid went. We see these ghost-like, spirit, demon-like creatures throughout here. And you follow these characters in their search for what happened with everything and there's like spell casting going on to try and help them solve the mysteries bringing different characters to life to find out what happened to the missing child and we get to see down the line uh, don't really want to give anything away about where the child is and stuff, but you're going to have to check it out. Uh, if you're into strange murders and stuff like that, I suggest checking this out. It's, it's very different. It was... Uh, 
just yeah, it's just it, it's a combination of murder mystery, demons, demonology, witchcraft, all that stuff put together. And they also have a teaser for Trace Volume Three: Massive Murders. Then we get to see another murder line at a strip joint, and a stripper gets stuff happens to her, and a group of guys there going to do stuff to her, stuff happens to them, and you just gotta check it out. If you're into that, this would be a good thing to jump on to give you a new look at uh, the whole murder aspect and stuff like that. And if you want to get deeper into it, murder type <laughs> things, we have Red Room by Ed Piscor. This is a Fantagraphics comic. This is way strange. <laughs> this one kind of gets into a murder room type concept where they, I'm assuming the people that are selling themselves to be taken to the murder room are obviously dying of some type of condition or whatever. And then they're getting a bunch of money to let someone kill them off. And you get to see these live ritual style killings and stuff like that. Done over the internet and the dark web. As it's, it's a very messed up story. But if you're into that type of thing, like the... Oh, the... Oh, come on. The boarding house things, movies and stuff like that, where they torture, basically torture porn is all it is. And if you're into that, then this would be great for you. <laughs> it wasn't my cup of tea. It's... And storylines, I definitely consider reading more. Even get into a strange kids cartoony story in here, Juniper. <laughs> it's about this messed up homeless creature girl that these kids find they keep in their clubhouse, and he ends up getting away and attacking some people and stuff. And yeah, deal with the events at hand. And cover up things and it's yeah these are some pretty messed up stories uh i mean pretty much everything we're talking about now most of it's definitely not kid friendly uh including the next one and that is the boys herogasm this is just a big porn fest <laughs> Basically, the superheroes tell the world that they're going off to save the world by taking out uh, some aliens that are coming to attack us and wipe out our planet. And they go flying off, say goodbye, and say they hope they're going to survive and they'll be back. And they just basically fly off to this resort destination that they have all set up that's a just a huge sex fest <laughs> it's like uh, lots of graphic nudity and stuff like that but it's it's an interesting look at the heroes pretending to go off to save us and instead it's them going off to give themselves a break it's like yeah I can see it's probably the only way you're going to get a break is maybe society will mellow out long enough for you to go and have a vacation if they think that there's a threat coming towards us but yeah that was that was very very goofy uh a few strange choices there in my opinion for free comic book day i get having some good ones for the adults but 
I mean, really, if you go into a lot of these comic book stores, they'll just have the free comic book days just laid out all over. And the kids or whoever can just go up and grab whatever they want and take it. Like, yeah, I don't know about some of these. But getting more back to some better ones that aren't so graphic. We have the School for Extraterrestrial Girls. This one's by Paper Cuts. Uh, let's see here. School for Extraterrestrial Girls is a paper cut graphic novel series created by Jeremy Whitley. Yes, uh, they don't have much of a synopsis there. But in this one, we get to meet some interesting girls that are on their way can't tell if it's a plane or a bus, but they're on their way to a girls' school for the extraordinary. And they all have special powers and abilities, and they get to meet each other and learn about each other, bump some heads, and have some attitudes and conflicts and all that. Just figure out who's who and who gets along with who and when and how they're going to be there and we'd see some backstories of some characters and the family life they dealt with before they got to the school because people didn't understand who they were or what they were and they go to this school for extra ordinary boys which where they're gonna they're gonna combine the two schools and it happens to be this interesting looking school with a beautiful environment locked inside of a volcano and it looks like an ice environment, a snowy environment, but it's a nice pleasant environment inside the volcano area where they have the school and it's just basically showing the girls getting introduced to this new environment and you'll get to see more if you get into the storyline. Gives you a synopsis of a bunch of stuff about a bunch of different characters in the back, and it was very fun. I would like to see more of that storyline. Then I think I have three comics left here, so I am going to end this segment and do one more segment. My timer is going to run out otherwise if I try to get through those three. So I will do that and I will get back to you in a second. Okay, let's finish these comics off for free comic book day. Yeah, Artie, Archie, Artie. <laughs> Archie, past, present, and future fun from Archie Comics. This is fun seeing Archie Jughead from the Time Police shows up at Archie's house and says that he needs Archie Andrews' help. And they end up taking a trip, going through and seeing, well... The Jughead character is able to turn Archie into the other Archies and he gets to experience all those different different other realms of Archie and gets to see what it's like throughout all the different characters. And it's just a lot of hilarious fun seeing him dealing with the villains and things that happen along the way. And we get to see a vast variety of Betty and Veronica's throughout here. That's hilarious. And it's just a ton of fun just watching these characters go through. All this little time traveling stuff. And then we get to see storylines of some other little mini stories of different types of Archies throughout here. And we get to see Archie go through his 
guitar one, which I believe I talked about that story not long ago where he wanted a guitar. Did a bunch of chores with that Betty hooked him up on the chore app and all that stuff. Uh, get some Jughead Dipsy Doodles in here, which are fun. And then a lot of, and it's, they waste half their, like they do with a lot of the Archie books lately, I've noticed that I've read. They waste half the comic, good two-thirds of the comic, with advertising of other related comics that you can pick up. But, yeah, that was, it was just fun seeing the different types of Archies throughout the years, kind of conflicting all together. It was, it was a fun little Jughead Time Police type type storyline so check that out archie's is always good time fun and then you got free comic book day bountiful garden issue one this one i don't remember seeing anything about it but we get the See this entity in space uh, in the beginning, and then we get to see some problems happen aboard a space a space shuttle that's on its way to a futuristic world. I am assuming, well, not futuristic world, but a future world for future planet for us to inhabit. And we sent some young scientists, smart kids, and a variety of kids that are highly intellectual and uh, above their above their age uh, limits as far as intelligence from most kids their age, but something happens and characters get awoken early and. They are above a planet that they're not not supposed to be at when they wake up from their cryo sleep and all that. So they end up going to explore this planet and they find a structure on it that's an advanced structure and we find that they're going to have to deal with some interesting things in their future uh, exploration. Uh, we have a little quote here from someone that says, one of the most exciting parts of the comic creation process is seeing how the artist visualizes the story. And the second we got these preliminary drawings, I knew this was a good team to have on this comic. And it's got a bunch of different artworks done by the artist and that they ended up going with. Now we had to see a teaser for uh, Battle Comic or Battle Cats coming out in 21. So they're making a comeback. I noticed there was some other stuff in like the populated sections of stuff coming up that I'll be talking about in the near future. But yeah, it was a, it was a very interesting story of space exploration where things go wrong and they got to deal with what they come up against. And I want to know more. I want to know what the structure is. I want to know what planet they found and all that stuff. So I will definitely be reading more of that one in the future. And another one I surprisingly really enjoyed that I want to check out more of. The last one I'm going to talk about is Joe Benetti's Lady Mechanica. This is from Image Comics. Kind of like a female bounty hunter character that's kind of got some mechanical abilities to her. Uh, weaponry, that uh, steampunk look to her. And she ends up dealing with some interesting animal character that she finds and 
realizes that's just a scared, hungry character, and she tries to help him out while she's trying to help him out. Some other beings from around the area, from around the civilizations, happen to be also hunting the creature. And she does what she can to try and protect the creature. And you guys see what happens with all of it. But it was very, very interesting how it went, how the storyline went. It definitely grabbed me, uh, wanting, wanting more. And we get to see this other creature character that has interesting limbs that she deals with. She's kind of got a demon form to her, but find out more if you check out Lady Mechanica Volume 1. And then we got another Lady Mechanica story, La Dama de la Muerto, Muerte, Muerto. Uh, after suffering a tragic Suffering a tragic loss, Lady Mechanica finds solace in a remote Mexican village where the locals share their Dia de los Muertos traditions. But tragedy strikes again when the festivities are interrupted by the bloodthirsty Genes del Inferno. How can one mortal woman hope to stop the fabled Infernal Riders and their unholy reign of terror over the Mexican countryside? And will the fight for peace end up costing Lady Mechanica her own tortured soul? And this is a interesting look at that culture's history, and we get to see the dead come to life. And we just get a short teaser of it, and you're going to have to check out more. Uh, down the line on that one also. And then they also gave you a teaser for the monster of ministry, the monster of the ministry of hell, number one. The authorities discover a ferocious creature in Mechanica City and take it to the Ministry of Health for inspection. Plus, more of Lady Mechanica's mysterious past is revealed. But yeah, this one gives you that old, old-timey 1800s. Uh, feel to it. But we get a very interesting look into Lady Mechanica on this one. And it's a very short teaser, so you're going to have to check it out on your own. They do have a variety of Lady Mechanica titles. It looks like from the back of this book, it's got Lady Mechanica, The Mystery of the Mechanical Corpse, The Tablet of Destinies, The Lost Boys of West Abbey, La Dama de la Morte, The Clockwork Assassin, La Belle Dame Sans Mercy, Angre, The Monster of the Ministry of Hell, Lady Mechanica, Steampunk Coloring Book, Number one and two. But yeah, I want to know more about Lady Mechanica. She's definitely interesting. I suggest checking it out if you're into steampunk things and stuff like that. Actually, they got a big thing on the back cover. I'm, I got time. Might as well read it. But the tabloids dubbed her Lady Mechanica. Sole survivor of a mad scientist horrific experiments which left her with mechanical limbs. Having no memory of her captivity captivity or her former life, Mechanica eventually built a new life for herself as a private investigator. Using her unique abilities to solve cases the proper authorities couldn't or wouldn't handle. But she never stopped searching for the answers to her own past. Set during a fictionalized steampunk Victorian era, a time when magic and superstition clashed with new scientific discoveries and inventions, 
Lady Mechanica chronicles a young woman's search for her destiny or for her identity as she solves other mysteries involving science and the supernatural. Yeah, that's a good sum up of it. But yeah, I am definitely going to look more into that. Definitely caught me. I am not into whole Western time stuff. And this is a kind of like a Western cross with the Sherlocky Holmes era. But yeah, it's got me interested, so I will check it out. But that's it for the free comic book day comics. There's lots more of them out there, I'm sure. I know I didn't get all of them. I did go through a thing to try and get some at the last minute, but after I put a list together, they wanted to charge me shipping for it, and I didn't feel like forking out 20 bucks for stuff that I'll probably be able to find for really cheap or free in the near future, so I will talk about them as I come up across the missing ones that I don't have, but yeah, those... I'd say 90% of those are ones that I'm definitely going to check out more of myself. I suggest you do too. You that I definitely don't think are worth checking out anymore. But yeah. See what you enjoy. Look for it. Find it. It's out there. There's lots of stuff. And always every year, go visit your comic book stores at least on free comic book day. Get yourself some extra stuff for free. It might catch your interest and get you to come into the store a little bit more often than once a year. So, <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Be good. Take care of yourself. Hopefully, we won't suffer too long, too hard with this next round of this damn shutdown stuff that's probably right around the corner again. But that'll just make us do more podcasts if we have to. But we'll talk to you again soon. Be good.